Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, Interim Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the President and CEO of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice, in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Hi, Bill. How are you this week? I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent. You know, things are going well. I wouldn't say we're close to seeing spring here yet in Minnesota, but I did see that there's some good news with our triple-demic of our viruses finally starting to go down. So it yeah. looks like the peak is past. Obviously, we still need to be diligent and think about respiratory viruses when we're out in large crowds, but it's nice to see the numbers coming down. And the triple-demic, of course, was respiratory syncytial yeah. virus, or RSV, influenza, and COVID, correct? Correct. And really, when we say influenza, we're mostly talking about influenza A and influenza B. And influenza B usually is a little off cycle from influenza A, so we might see another bump up of cases of influenza B. It's always hard to predict. But the good news is that the emergency room visits are starting to decrease, hospitalizations are decreasing, and cases are decreasing. Yeah, thankfully so. And I think even with COVID, even with this latest variant, which appears to be quite transmissible, the actual hospitalizations and severe illnesses, I my understanding, continue to drop. So yeah, let's not forget, it was a rough fall and early winter, uh, particularly with RSV and pediatric hospitalizations and the shortages, which are on everyone's mind now, there the, the drug shortages that we saw and, and other things. So it's good, thankful that, that yeah. we're coming out of this. I guess the question in a lot of people's minds is, is just the normal cycle of things. Mm -hmm. I think it is becoming part of a normal cycle now. I think we're going to start seeing COVID, as we've predicted, becoming part of the normal respiratory virus season. The FDA is now thinking about making COVID vaccination just part of your normal regular vaccination schedule, probably in October or November. In the future, you'll get vaccinated for influenza and COVID together. It'll be less complicated and it won't matter which brand you get. And, and so they're they're trying to work out all the details and it won't matter if you've had your primary series and your booster. Essentially, you would everyone would just get the same dose every year. Yeah. What we're going to see is moving away from the healthcare emergency to whatever the new normal is, it sounds like. Right. And of course, the public health emergency did just get renewed. But I think with the dropping cases, we will see a couple of things in Congress and in D.C. One will be more and more pressure to drop the public health emergency, and the other will be a long-term legislative solution to pandemic preparedness based on what's happened to us. So, again, I guess remind people when the public health emergency ends, I think a lot of things will change in regards to testing and other things. So maybe just speak to that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I will be looking at is whether there'll still be tests that have this uh, temporary emergency use authorization for at-home patient use. I think the patients are going to demand it, and patients have gotten very used to being able to go to the drugstore, buy a test, and do the test at home and get an immediate result. Now, we could talk about the lower sensitivity and variable quality of those tests, but the convenience, and if you get a positive result, an actionable result, is really something the patients have 
really appreciate it. So I think we're going to see continued demand, not just for at-home COVID tests, but influenza, RSV, group A, strep. And that's probably where we need to move as well and to keep people out of emergency rooms and clinics when they're not so sick that they don't need that level of care. Yeah, no, it is. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Because something we've talked about for mm-hmm. years prior to the pandemic was it could we do more with patients at home so they didn't have to come in they could get access to treatment more quickly and plus they wouldn't come in and expose other people to whatever they had right and so i do think that that is as we look at the new normal it's not just going to be patients that are asked for this i think employers as well right because there's significant loss of productivity when cold goes through the office and so i think that is one thing but but to your point a lot of the tests that we've used for this are currently available under emergency use authorization. And once the public health emergency is over, that authorization will be rescinded. So what does this actually look like? Who's going to decide? I think it's going to be a really significant area for professionals in laboratory medicine to stay engaged in what are the criteria, an area that we will not be very comfortable with. Traditionally, that is like working with regulators to say, what do these guidelines look like for these tests? I think that's going to be a real need for that and real opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. If you look at the CDC's guidelines for how to use and interpret these at-home COVID rapid antigen tests, they're pretty complex. It depends on whether or not you've had symptoms, how many days you've had symptoms, if you are symptomatic, how many tests you need to take, what actions you take if you get a positive or negative result. And that's reflecting the fact that the tests are not as sensitive as our gold standard molecular amplification methods. And so going forward, if there's going to be more of these tests, I think us as professional laboratory medicine physicians, uh, laboratory scientists, we're going to have to be part of creating algorithms for our own health systems for using these tests. Hopefully following CDC guidelines if they're available, but there will probably be certain situations in our own healthcare systems that we will have to really give a lot of serious thought to. It may not just be blanket recommendations across the country. I think you're probably right. Although I can tell you there's a lot of thought going in now at the federal level about what does pandemic preparedness really look like? Of course, with COVID, we were left to figure a lot of this out, right? And and the questions were raised about what's the role of the CDC versus state departments of health versus health systems and where does the responsibility lie? A lot of ambiguity around that, which caused a lot of stress and confusion. Legislatively, I think the CDC, honestly, is going to be a hot topic with the Republican House of Representatives, Republicanly controlled. And then also just with the, there is a major piece of legislation called the Pandemic Preparedness Act, where a lot of these things are going to hopefully be stipulated and also funding available. That was the other piece of it is who pays for all this, right? So I think that's a lot is that we need as a country more clarity on how we're going to respond if this happens again. You and I have both talked about the fact that unfortunately this is probably not going to be the last time this happens and there's concern that this will happen with increasing frequency. It would be important for our community to stay engaged with those discussions because Congress will be looking for expertise and for people to contribute and probably have hearings and other things. And so just another facet of this for us to keep our eye on. Right. And then, of course, we'll have our regular circulating respiratory viruses. We saw that they didn't completely go away. They were drastically decreased in incidence during COVID-19 at the start of the outbreak. But now we're seeing influenza and RSV come back. So we'll be juggling that, handling that like we usually do as uh, laboratory professionals despite what's happening with pandemics and outbreaks and various other epidemics to worry about. 
Yep, that's right. So I guess the good news is with all this, though, is with other thing we've talked about, just how busy labs are. And I look going forward and just concerns. And the more that testing is available, both outside of labs as well as within labs, it'll help decrease some of that stress that we're, I think we're going to be facing for a while in healthcare in general. ERs tend to be very stressful places this, these days, from what I understand. So innovation is good. We'll come on the heels of the pandemic. But we'll just have to see what it looks like because yeah. a lot of the regulations, we made accommodations because we were in such an acute phase of the pandemic. So now we have to go back to sort of the more normal rhythm about how we make sure that these things are safe, effective, and instituted into healthcare. Yes, I completely agree. And hopefully also as part of this, from our experience with the pandemic, people will be a little bit more comfortable having masks in their pocket to pull out and bring to work if they're not feeling well. Because even if it's just the common cold, who wants to get that? And it could be a new pandemic or influenza. And if you get it, you may not have a severe disease, but your colleague may. So yeah, there's some good things that will hopefully come out of this that we've learned at least. Yep, I, let's hope so. I'm an optimist like you, so I think we will. I think so, too. Well, well, maybe that's a good note to stop. I had nothing, yeah, let's I stop know. while we're ahead. All right, Excellent. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Sounds great. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday. <laughs>